Greetings, and thank you for joining me for quite excellent episode number five. Today we'll be exploring What the Spider Heard by Weldon Keese, a poem I will read on September the 11th, this coming Monday. Now, I can't actually recall the source, like where I found this book. I ran across it when perusing one of the books at a... uh, AP literature training over the summer that I believe a friend of mine, Terrence DeBarger, teacher over at Reed High School, may have walked away with. And I lucked into this, just just paging through, just flipping through, and I happened to stop on this one. And I'm not entirely sure why I like it. I, I read it, and there was something about it that I enjoyed, even though I couldn't really make sense of what it was, or even what the poem was trying to say. I'm not sure why it resonated with me, but there is this feeling of unease, of conspiracy, and ambiguous characters that were at the same time somehow playful, and I I think that may have been the thing that I attached to. So, let's hear the poem. What the Spider Heard Will there be time for eggnogs and eclogs in the place where we're going? said the spider to the fly. I think not, said the fly. I think not, said the chorus. I think not, said the stranger, who mysteriously happened by. Will they beat me and treat me the way they did here in the place where we're going? asked the spider to the fly. It is likely, said the fly. Very likely, said the chorus. Extremely likely, said the stranger, with an eager gleam in his eye. Oh, why go there when we know there is nothing there but fear at this place where we're going, said the spider to the fly. What a question, said the fly. What a question, said the chorus. What a question, said the stranger, leering slightly at the spider winking slyly at the fly. Now, the first thing I had to do when I read this poem uh, myself after coming home from that training was to look up what an eclogue was. It's not a term I'd ever heard. In fact, I looked up how to pronounce it just so that I didn't mess that up as well. But it refers to a kind of poetry form that is pastoral, that is dealing with pastures and the scenes that you would expect there, livestock and farms and things like that. And eclogues are often conversational, and that's what we have here. We have spiders and flies and the kind of things we would expect on a farm. But then we also have this chorus, which feels appropriate to maybe a play or a drama. But then the stranger, I don't know who this stranger is. Now, in my original read, the spider appears to be the victim. He's being taken someplace, and he doesn't want to go, but he appears to be somewhat trusting. We don't see him being dragged, necessarily. He's just curious as to where they're going and why. And the world seems very unkind to the spider. They beat the spider. They take the spider places. They conspire against the spider. And I imagine that his perspective, this perspective of the spider, is one who's 
met with Craig Dealer Challenge. All he's trying to do is survive, find a safe place to make his home, to eat those who would wander into his home and get by. But of course, he is accosted. He is crushed. We don't like them in our homes. He's an intruder. And then there's this stranger. I don't know who he is. I still don't know who he is. Maybe he is the the invisible moral compass. Although, in this case, the devil on one shoulder who's dragging the spider someplace where he will not be wanted. Maybe he is the personification of a world that is cruel and treats him unkindly. And then the last question I have is about this wink at the very end. Now, it says the stranger responds as the chorus and the fly did before with, what a question. And the stranger leers slightly at the spider, seems seemingly cruel. So he's holding something back from the spider. And then following the spider, that line ends with a comma and says, winking slyly at the fly. Now, it could be that the stranger is both leering at the spider and winking slyly at the fly, as though the stranger and the fly are part of the same conspiracy. But it could also be, in my read, that it is the spider who is winking at the fly, as though all of this, the production, the drama, the theater, of the scene with the fly, with the chorus, with the mysterious stranger, with the world who seems to be against him. All of this could be a production, a theatrical performance. If that's the case, I wonder if this helps the spider feel better for his role, feel not just the victim of his role, but the one who is upon a stage and doing a service that entertains and delights and enriches the world in some way. A lot, I think, hangs on that comma. And I don't really know whether or not I should make a a judgment one way or the other, but what I do know is that the spider here sees the world in a way that is unkind to him, and that feels familiar to me, especially when I was young. I can remember seeing the world as something that was against me. Something I had to fight against, survive within. And maybe the reason this is what the spider heard is because he sees the world the way that I once did, the way that I think many of us once did. We will be reading what the spider heard on September 11th on Monday. And if you have questions, if you'd like to point me in a direction for this, please leave me a comment on Light and Teaches. I'd love to spend some time on this podcast addressing anything that you have in mind. The content of this podcast is used under Copyright Law Chapter 1, Section 110 as a companion to in-class instructional activities, and I claim no ownership of the text presented here. Thank you for joining me for the fifth episode of this podcast. I hope that between now and the next time you hear from me, you find and savor a few things that you yourself find quite excellent.